Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. On this week's episode, we will be discussing the Michigan football team's victory over Indiana, but only briefly, as this Saturday is the game, Michigan's annual showdown with arch-rival Ohio State. Is this the year Michigan ends its long losing streak to the Buckeyes? We discuss. The men's basketball team is in the Bahamas as part of a loaded battle for Atlanta's tournament field. We'll talk about what to watch for in those games as well. And hey, this goes for our listeners as well as you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Happy Thanksgiving. I take, I take <laughs> it you'll be all be local because we've got a big home game coming up. Yes? Yeah, so yeah I'm, I'm going to go to my parents' house in uh, uh, Metro Detroit. So just for the day, though, I'll be back Friday. And obviously there on Saturday for uh, maybe snowy annual showdown against Ohio State. A little bit of rain, a little bit of sleet. Who knows what? What's yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we obviously will not be affected unless the window is uh, cracked open again right above uh, my laptop. But uh, real quick, favorite uh, Thanksgiving dish. What's your favorite part of part of the meal? One, you know, one item you can give me. Well, I know just most one? overrated, I think, just turkey. I mean, I like turkey. <laughs> of course, you would like, go with the most overrated yeah. thing. I'm just, uh, what do I like? I mean. All right. I got two. Can I go two yeah. or just one? Yeah, sure. Right, broccoli casserole is always my big thing, and, wow. and sweet potato pie is always good. Nice. I like sweet potatoes. Yeah, sweet so, potatoes, yeah. sweet potato pie. Uh, I like green or uh, not green potatoes. So broccoli casserole as well. Copycat. Is, is this a similar thing? I have corn casserole is what oh, always yeah. was in I my, my house, and I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Just mashed potatoes, really. Oh, mashed potatoes. Oh my god, and gravy. Yeah, mashed potatoes and gravy. All right. All right. Good. Good. So. Good. All right. Uh, so yeah. Um, I guess, you know, you guys were, uh, you know, I, th- I think the Michigan-Indiana game is worth discussing. Um, but, you know, you, you two made the effort to travel all the way to Bloomington, you know, to cover the game. Well, so, I, so I figure. Yeah, I drove both ways and this guy slept the entire way. I, I didn't. I slept for 30 fitting. minutes combined. No, it was like an hour and a half. Oh, just, well, that does not surprise me. But, yeah, you guys made that effort. So I, I think it's worth discussing. But, you know, I think most all, you know, analysis of the game should be in the context of, of what it means for this Saturday. Uh, so mm-hmm. with that in mind, I guess, tell me what you saw, you know, what you liked, what you liked if you're Michigan, maybe what concerns you if you're Michigan uh, with Ohio State coming up. The one thing that jumps out right to, right away is Shea Patterson. His play has been exceptional the last two weeks. It is very much what, what we saw last year. I mean, he's completing balls. He's He's been relatively accurate. Uh, he's making plays. He looks healthy. Uh, again, Saturday against Indiana, he completes 20 of his 32 passes, 366. Five touchdowns. He did have an interception late, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give it a mulligan. I mean, he was getting, he was getting hit, and I think he was just trying to get rid of the football. So whatever. And they were man mulligan. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, Patterson's been playing. I think that's he's thrown for seven hundred fifty yards, nine touchdowns the last two weeks. He's playing uh, elite football. He's playing some of his best football since he's gotten to Michigan, and I think that goes a long way, not only for this offense, but just from a from a confidence standpoint going to Ohio State. Whether they have a shot or not is, I guess, up to the, the reader's opinion or the, the viewer's opinion. But, I mean, I think Patterson's played well enough for this offense to be a competitive on Saturday. What impress, impresses me the most with him in the past couple of games is even if he does miss the throw, he'll come back on the next drive or the next play and deliver a dime and, and bounce back. And I think you, you need to be able to do that against good teams. Uh, the th- th- nothing really concerns me about Michigan. I mean, they are looking strong on both sides of the ball. It's just more Ohio State is just a dynamic team on both sides of the ball. They have more talent, in my opinion. Uh, Chase, I watched a little bit of uh, a highlight tape of Chase Young, and it's like, well, I mean, you have to have two guys try and guard him every single play. 
Uh, I mean, Okuda in the in the secondary is dominant, and then you have Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins and a slew of wide receivers that all are um, top notch as well. So I mean, it's more of Ohio State than Michigan at this point. But you, you that escalated quickly. We <laughs> went right into Ohio State is dominant, and Michigan has no chance in this. Point. No, no, I think that I think they do. Like I think Michigan is playing as well as they can. If they continue to do that, it will be a good game. But like again, if Tit for tat. I think it's uh... Michigan's passing game has been very good the last few weeks. Obviously, that, that that's a lot. A lot of that is on Shea Patterson, but the receivers are coming up big. Nico Collins had a career day on Saturday: six catches, 165 yards, three touchdowns. That followed up Ronnie Bell's career day. So you're getting guys who are confident on the outside catching footballs, and not only that, but getting yards after the catch, which was a big issue earlier in the year and even last season to some degree as well. So they're doing things we haven't seen in a long time, which I think is good. Um, the one concern on offense, especially the last few weeks, is the lack of the running game. Now they mm-hmm. haven't they haven't handed the ball off a ton, but from what they what they've been able to get, it, there hasn't been much. I mean, Zach Charbonnet had eight carries for for forty six yards on Saturday. Hassan Hoskins had thirteen carries for forty four yards, averages three and three point four yards a carry, which isn't bad. Uh, but you just, you aren't seeing those explosive plays, those explosive runs that Michigan probably hopes for out of the, out of the run game. If you're going to be successful against Ohio State, and we can get into this more later, but mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to have to you're going to have to get explosive plays on, on in the passing game and the running game. They've been they've been getting it in the passing game the last few weeks, not so much the running game, and that's going to that's my biggest and, concern. And considering right. Ohio State's only allowing 126 passing yards per game, I feel like it might be a little bit difficult to to. To throw the ball downfield and pick up chunk plays, but defensively, they, again, they continue to not give up big plays, big chunk plays. Indiana didn't have a ton on Saturday. Uh, they did a good job. I thought of containing Peyton Ramsey. They closed the the, the rush lane. Jim Harbaugh talked about this. Talked about that this week. Um, you know, he did throw for 217 yards, 17 yards. Didn't have a touchdown. He threw an interception. He looked uncomfortable in the pocket at times. Uh, so after Michigan, the first two drives, Michigan yeah. really shut them down after that. Yeah, you could tell the adjustments were made. They were kind of waiting to see, I think, how Indiana was going to play. Uh, you know, and Ramsey, I thought the first drive looked really good. Um, but, you know, so uh, Michigan's def- defensively has looked pretty good. But we get, again, we can get into this later on, but we were talking the same thing last year about Michigan's defense going into Ohio State, and you saw what happened. So sure. we'll see. Uh, Michigan defense has played well. They, they, they've done a good job against the run. Uh, they haven't, they've eliminated relatively relatively well getting uh, pre- preventing the chunk plays. And the offense, I think, has, again, turned a corner from a passing perspective. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Nico Collins and, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, in particular, um, you know, look – a lot like the players many thought that they, you know, could be at the start of the season. You know, the offense really is starting to click now. Um, you mentioned the rushing attack, and I agree. I don't know. You, you've seen it, though. You saw it earlier in mm-hmm. the season. So you think the, the potential is, is there. Uh, but, no, I think that's that's a good good point that, it, you know, the last couple of games it's been uh, not a non-factor, but just not very explosive. Mm-hmm. Um but but you're right. Ohio State has the number one pass defense in the country. Um, and so, if it's going to be snowing or raining on Saturday too, you're going to need to run the ball because yep. you can't chuck it out 50 times in in those conditions against a pass rush like Ohio State has. It's not going to end well. well. That's the other thing. So obviously, with an offense, you know, it all it all works together, um, and it starts with the offensive line. And again, had high hopes for this offensive line coming into the season. Maybe a bit of a slow start there, but. Just like the the skill position right. players, you we've seen development over the course of the the season, and um, I think you know a big reason why uh, you know Shea Patterson has played mm-hmm. better lately is that he's been protected much better. Again, 
it just seems like everything we talk about that Michigan's doing well, Ohio State will come with with a counter. And that, of course, is, you know, you know who's first in the country in sacks? You mentioned him, Chase Young. Mm-hmm. And Ohio State as, as a team, second in the country overall in sacks. So uh, they're going to put a lot of stress on that offensive line. So can they hold up? I mean, we, you know, Patterson's not a statue back there. He's capable of moving around. But like any quarterback, he's better when he doesn't have to. Well, what's interesting to me is Chase Young has 16 and a half sacks this year. He's missed two games. But seven of those sacks have come against Penn State and Wisconsin, two of the teams that you think would have a dominant offensive line, especially Wisconsin. They're known for the offensive line. Sure. He, he had four, four sacks that game. So uh, he is that kind of difference maker that can e- even beat a talented offensive line. Now, so. the one the one common between those two schools, both their quarterbacks are basically statues in the pocket. They don't move sure. well. That's where I think Michigan can can get out and maybe get an advantage with Shea Patterson. If they can move him outside the pocket. He has to, Shea Patterson is going to have to play well. Uh, he's going to have to get the ball out quick and, and, and get out of the pocket when he has to. And if Michigan, if he can do that, I think Michigan can negate some of that. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the offensive line. I think this is where the running backs are going to have to protect well in, in the passing game. Uh, tight ends are going to have to do their job as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to have to play well. And we can, I've said this all week, and I'll say this now. For Michigan has a shot to win this game. I do think given, given the – the improvements they've, they've shown on offense, the way they're playing defensively, but they're going to have to play near perfectly. They're going to have to not, not make mistakes. They're going to have to not, like, you know, not, not get, turn the football over. Right. If they do that, I think they got a shot. Take yeah. this into account, too. I mean, Shea Patterson has never lost at Michigan Stadium in his two years in a Wolverines uniform. And he's never had to face Ohio State at Michigan Stadium. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, been, yeah. that's been the downfall for many, you know, many Michigan stats and records and all sorts of things is that they have not beaten them, you know, in seven years and 14 of the last 15. Exactly. Yeah. We all know the numbers and it's not pretty for Michigan. Aaron, you were not just uh, here in Ann Arbor for the, for the Monday press conference for Michigan football with us, but you then went to Columbus yesterday uh, to take in the scene there for Ryan day and in their press conference, I guess, you know, is there anything, um, you know, that you gleaned from from that or, you know, kind of comparing sure. the two experiences or, or things like that. Yeah, Ryan Day basically reiterated what many of us have said for weeks now, even Jim Harbaugh, that he saw a turning point. You know, I don't know how deeply he's watching Michigan tape every week, but he said he saw a turning point in the second half against against Penn State. He saw this offense begin to click, he, and that's what he said. Um, he was very impressed. He's been very impressed with the progress Shea Pedersen has made. Um, and, and the receivers. They, he talked about the receivers constantly. He was asked, I think, at one point about Shea Patterson, and somehow his answer devolved into the receivers. Uh, so he really likes Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, it's clear that they're game planning for those two defensively. Uh, that is clearly clearly going to be a priority for, for Ohio State. Um, but they, they do, Day and the players do see a better uh, Michigan team. They're very complimentary. Didn't have much trash talk to say, and, and rightfully so. They don't they don't really need to at this mm-hmm. point, given the success on the football field. Um, but no, I mean it was it was a relatively smooth day. Day was again, you know, he wasn't going to give Michigan any uh, any bulletin board oh, material that everyone likes to talk about. And Michigan, to, to, you know, to, to Michigan's credit, they didn't do any do that as well early in the week. Um, so no, it was a, it was a very routine day. Uh, it, it almost seemed like Ohio State was in. It was a very business-like ad, uh, atmosphere. Uh, they said they haven't changed the schedule around much compared to previous game weeks, even with Thanksgiving on Thursday. Uh, so Ohio State's kind of going about this just like they have in the past. You know, they they prioritize this Michigan game from the very beginning of the season. Uh, they talk about it all the time. They have they have they have plays they run in practice to prepare for Michigan. Uh, they have a countdown clocks in their weight room for the Michigan game. This clearly is their number one priority. And while this game doesn't mean much on the surface in terms of standings and titles and everything else, because Ohio State's already clinched the Big Ten East and they're already in the uh, the title game, Big Ten title game. Uh, they don't want to lose this losing streak. And day in day, the first year head coach doesn't want to be the first 
uh, doesn't want doesn't want to be the first guy to lose at the Wolverine. Yeah, and, and they're still hunting for a playoff spot, so sure. it absolutely you know matters for all of that. Um, I think I read this in your story. Correct me if I'm just making this up, but you know he he said something about this will be their toughest mm-hmm. game of the season, right? I mean, it it, and it I think we can all agree that it's Michigan's toughest test, but it's Ohio State's too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, Michigan has sort of you know built up to it. Uh, maybe a little uh, a little better, I guess, than than Ohio State in, in a way. I mean, they did have to go to Wisconsin and to Penn State, um, and then they had you know Notre Dame, which was a tougher you know non conference game than you know any of the ones Ohio State had. Ohio State, you know, did have the benefit of playing um, you know those two you know aforementioned Big Ten foes, Penn State and Wisconsin, at home. Um, yeah. Now you know they absolutely absolutely crushed Wisconsin um, and uh, Penn State. Even you could say that that was maybe was not more as close sided as, than, yeah. than the story. Okay, in my mm-hmm. opinion. All right, there you go. You said it. So they, um, <laughs> um, yeah, but you know now now it's kind of all right. Well, here we go. The game is here, and it's and it's at Ann Arbor. You know, it's in Ann Arbor. So I don't really think there's there's not any excuse on, on Michigan side. You know, they've got the they've got the senior quarterback. Uh, you know, veteran offensive line, which hasn't, you know, always been been the case for them in, in past games, and it's at home. So, you know, as good as Ohio State is, like, if, you know, that, that's your rival, if you want to beat them, I mean, here's your shot. Yeah, I mean, and we were, in a way, we were saying the same, I feel like we were saying the same things last year. I mean, their defense was playing good. The offense seemed to be clicking. Uh, the passing game, I don't think, was as efficient as, as it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had the running backs, and the, the, the line was much better. I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we, I feel like we've, we, this is a broken record every year. We, mm-hmm. we think Ohio, in a way, we think Michigan has a shot, and I think they will. I think they'll play well, and I think they will. I think last time we checked, they were, what, eight, eight point favorites or underdogs? Eight, eight nine point favorites. Yeah, underdogs. underdogs, yeah. So I think the home factor helps, uh, given that, you know, the way, get, factors in, given the way Michigan's playing and everything else. But I don't know. I'm hesitant right now. I picked Ohio State to win this game. I do think they win. I think I, I think I had them winning by six points. So I think it'll be relatively close. Um, but I don't know. I have a hard time envisioning Michigan. It, Justin no. Fields hasn't gone on the road and played in a big game yet either. So I mean, that's another factor to, to consider. On, and he on didn't Dallas. play so great last week either no. against Penn State. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it was there's a lot of yeah running the ball. They jammed yeah. the ball right down Penn State's throat. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Now, Ohio State is, you know, as of as of Tuesday now, the number one team in the country by the College Football Playoff Committee's rankings. Uh, if this was college basketball, I'd say that's a great thing for Michigan because uh, number one teams are going down left and right. I don't know. Either of you probably yeah. didn't see. I saw uh, on Twitter. The, the Duke, Duke game, I, I actually watched yeah. like the second half in overtime. And that is one of the best college basketball, like regular season games I've ever seen. Uh, but, yeah, Stephen F. Austin took them down. Obviously, you know, Michigan State, Kentucky, they, they've all lost. Mm-hmm. But um, this is college football, and it, it, it really hasn't been that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michigan season, you know, as far as whether it's a success or not, I'll say it. I think it sort of hinges on oh, this yeah. game. The player, that's fair. And the players said it this week, I and mean, they were asked countless times, oh, does this game define your season? They all basically said yes. Yeah. And maybe not every year, but this yeah. year, especially, I think. The way yeah, because they've got, I mean, there's nothing else to play for other than mm-hmm. the rivalry at this point. They have, they have nine wins. They can get to a 10th win the regular right. season. Which which is which is good. I mean, it looks mm-hmm. good from a from a numbers perspective. Right. But there's, I mean, and they can improve their bowl projections. But at this point, they've been playing so well lately that if they can beat Ohio State and the number one team in the country, it, it gives them a satisfaction that a they're finally over the hump against Ohio State, and b they truly got better season went on. Because you can you can make the argument Michigan schedule hasn't been. I mean, it's been okay. It's been they, they beat an unranked Indiana team last week. They they smashed a, a not so great Michigan State team. Um, I think this this game, like you said, hinge, 
the season hinges on this game, mm-hmm. and it's going to show whether or not this Michigan offense is, is legitimate or not. Is right. real deal. Now I've got it written down somewhere, but I do remember. I think I'm remembering this correctly. I we Aaron and I both had Michigan at 11 and one before the season. I, I said the loss would come to Penn State. I think you had it to Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. I had ten and two. You had ten and two. I had ten and two. All right. I had one either Wisconsin or Iowa. Okay, and then uh, I think. Penn State as okay. well. But a win over I Ohio think State. Had, yeah, yeah, I had, I had, I had, home. So that, that's their were, chance yeah. to then do that. And I guess even though they'd still be, I guess, slightly worse than, you know, our project, you know, two of our projections right. or whatever, it would be I, I would say with I would note that both both Wisconsin and Penn State were a little better than I think we certainly mm, and really early. most people expected they'd be. Um, and well, you know, no one, both, no both one on had, the road. No one had Wisconsin, keep in mind before the season from yeah. from a media voting standpoint, I don't think anyone had Wisconsin finishing first in the West, or even yeah. near, near the top. And now they've got a shot. Minnesota, I think, was the favorite. Or Nebraska was the favorite. So, like, yeah, I know you had an issue with that. I didn't vote yeah. for I think I had Iowa winning it. And okay. So, Iowa's up there. Yeah, Wisconsin guess, was kind of like third. So, no one – I mean, no one expected that, that that's come from Wisconsin. Yeah, I guess the point is, you know, you've got to win some games that, you know, you're not expected to, I guess, mm-hmm. over the course of the season. And, and here would be the chance to do it. They, they lost the two, um, you know, that they – they were underdogs in previously on the road, but they also beat Notre Dame, which at the time that was kind of viewed as somewhat of a, of a toss-up game. They won that one. So here's a chance now to go, you know, 10 and two. Again, you don't play for a title when all is said and done, Big Ten or, or otherwise. Um, but you finally end that streak to Ohio State, beat a number one team in the country, 10 and two. I, that'd be good. The three knocks against Jim Harbaugh so far is lack of national titles, lack of Big Ten titles, and not, not being able to beat Ohio State. So if you can get Ohio State knocked off, crossed off i think folks will forgive the the, the slow start to the season and, and i think the the hype machine in a way will be back behind hardball i think they, they they'll have a feeling that they can turn the tide from a recruiting perspective and then turn this win, turn a win over ohio state into, into more in the seasons to come but i think we've seen this in, in the previous two of the previous four years the michigan's road to the big 10 title game has always been through ohio state well they can't get there this year but they can still beat them and i think if they do that uh, it, it'll be, it'll be a, there'll be a different feeling in Ann Arbor this time next week. I, I think that's a, that's a great point. Um, and on the flip side, if it doesn't happen, I mean, again, it's like, when would it, when will it then? Because mm-hmm. this is the first year for their coach, you know, Ryan Day replacing a legend there in Urban Meyer. And if he could just keep it rolling in year one, undefeated regular season, you know, cap, capped off with a, a victory at Michigan. Yikes. Yeah. You wonder if it, if it will happen. Um, you know, I wrote this after after Urban Meyer retired last year, but you know, th- I, I, this was an opportunity for Jim Harbaugh and other coaches in the Big Ten East to kind of, you know, get their foot in the door, so to speak, and and, and kind of knock off Ohio State from a recruiting perspective, from just beating them. And and you're right, Day is basically, you know, he's continued what what mm-hmm. Urban Meyer was able to do. He, he's still winning football games, and if he beats Ohio State and goes twelve and zero and wins another Big Ten title game, their recruiting is not going to slow down. So this was an opportunity. This is Jim Harbaugh's opportunity. They're playing better football. We'll see. Judgment Day, in a way, is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we are recording this just before Michigan plays Ohio, Iowa State uh, in, in the battle for Atlantis uh, on the basketball court. And to be clear to our listeners, we are here in Ann Arbor recording this, uh, by the way. So I will not be covering uh, that tournament in person. There will be still be some coverage uh, on MLive.com. Uh, and I will be at Michigan's big road game next week at number two, Louisville. Um, but anyway, this, this is a big opportunity for, for Michigan basketball. It is a, it is a loaded field. Um, you know, four teams in the top 13 currently of the AP poll, including 
potential, you know, Thanksgiving Day opponent for Michigan, North Carolina, um, you know, on the other side of the bracket, Oregon, Seton Hall and Gonzaga. Um, so, yeah, this this field is loaded, but Michigan starts with Iowa State. Uh, Michigan's a very small favorite in this game. You know, it, it's kind of one of these things where you probably right now I'll say you want to come out, you know, two and one. That, that would be question. good. You What's know, beat Iowa State, get you towards in that winner side, uh, you know, go in the right direction. You play North Carolina, kind of. Whatever happens, happens. It's not a bad loss no matter what. Um, and then try to, you know, salvage, get in two out of three, whoever you might face, uh, you know, Friday, which is just, you know, hard to predict right now who, who that will be. Um, but, yeah, there'll certainly be things to look for, whether Franz Wagner uh, makes his Michigan basketball debut uh, this week. Um He's kind of coming up on his timeline, right? He's about ready to come back. Yeah, I mean, we're we're it was four to six weeks, and yeah, we're in we're in the middle of that right now. So yeah, absolutely. I think the actual six week mark would be um, after this weekend. Okay. Um, yeah, going into the Louisville game, but um, yeah, it's it's hard. To, it's kind of hard to say what's been going on. I guess he's been doing some, you know, kind of form shooting. They're not going to take him back until he's a hundred percent ready to go. Again, he broke his wrist on right. his shooting hand. Um, so that's but, the thing too. Like, I feel like once you're like able to shoot again, full, you're fully healthy. You have to yeah. get back into basketball shape and basketball. Correct. So I mean, they said he's been doing time. a lot of running yeah, and stuff, yeah, okay. which he can, but nothing can simulate actually no. getting in a defensive stance and, and getting, getting taking contact and bumping and mm-hmm. the pressures of, you know, you just get a little more winded when the lights are on and it's a real game. Um, but so be it. Uh, they could they can use him so so if he does come back whose minutes does he take uh, uh, when when he returns yeah I mean the, the the first player that comes to mind who's impacted there would be Adrian Nunez uh, the sophomore he's starting right now kind of on that wing spot um, and has not played particularly well I mean there's been some defensive issues and uh, you know he's kind of a three point shooter that's kind of the, where the majority of his shots come from and uh, you know he's not hit at a high high clip. Um, so far, two for ten in the, in the last game from downtown. Um, so that's really who he, whose spot he could, he, you could see him sliding into, um, and you know, making Michigan's you know, starting lineup you know pretty formidable. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it kind of just knocks everyone down a peg. You know, guys that you know instead of giving them fifteen minutes, maybe you know six or seven or whatever, and and just makes the lineup stronger um, top to bottom. Uh, so so we'll see. Um, great great point guard matchup. Uh, today with uh, Xavier Simpson um, against uh, Iowa State's Hall- Tyrese Halliburton um, and, and could have gone either way. Apparently Xavier Simpson was uh, very close to committing to Iowa State mm-hmm. four years ago, um, but uh, then they grabbed a, a Juco point guard and uh, yeah, he, he thought, he thought better of it, but um, yeah, that should be, again, they play three games in three days. So there's, there's the Wednesday game at noon, um, but then they'll play Thursday depending on, uh, you know, whether they win or lose the time. And then, and then Friday, again, they could play, you know, really any time during the day. So it's a Michigan basketball to watch, uh, you know, when you're home with your, with your family and yeah, eating some sweet potato pie or uh, what is it? Uh, the broccoli casserole or yes. what, what have I, you. Mashed potatoes is my new number one. For, I don't know how Why? I feel about mashed potatoes. But you have mashed potatoes like any day of the week. But how often do you make but, mashed potatoes? But you don't have yeah, it that often. Don't, I don't yeah. have it that often. I know no. you can. Yeah, I, I never like, made mashed potatoes by myself. Yeah. Like, well, no, but I feel like if you go to, out to a restaurant, you get like steak or like chicken, like you get yeah. mashed potatoes, right? Yeah. 
Rarely, we're, mostly we're fried. Going, I, I did at our steakhouse yeah. we went to in Indiana. I did your mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. Are really oh, good. I'll see yeah. you guys. So, I think you go out for a decent dinner. Use your mashed. I don't know. Maybe no, you guys we don't go, go out for decent dinners. We get fries. Yeah. We're getting fries. <laughs> we're getting fries. <laughs> we're more burgers and fries. Oh, I am too. I am too. I don't. I just feel like it's not really an option very in many places. You know, I'll go with the sweet potato too. If there's like fancier options, I'll typically go with the big sweet potato. But yeah, sweet potato fries are real good too. Oh, now you're a fry guy. <laughs> All right. Allow me to uh, shamelessly plug my story on the Michigan Stadium ushers. If you're going to the game Saturday, hey, say hello to your usher in your section. You know, maybe he or she has been working there for a really long time, and uh, yeah, don't try and sneak anything into the game because yeah. it might. Uh, yeah, I mean, one, one thing I did learn is that they they work with the, the, the fans more than, like, they really right. don't want to pe- kick people out, right. um, especially if, like, it's a season ticket and you're not that season ticket holder. I mean, if you are, but if you're, like, a guest of someone, you know, you're taking their season ticket for that game, you can affect their account. You know, if you get kicked out, mm-hmm. say, but, but it's someone else's season ticket that you're sitting in. That person might lose their season ticket, even though they did nothing wrong, um, just because, you know, they're responsible for that seat, essentially. Um, so they, they do try to work with people. I'm not saying, hey, you know, push push the envelope, see what you can get away with. But, uh, yeah, they do try to. Uh, I also didn't know you can't bring in like you're not supposed to bring in food of like any kind. Forget alcohol or, or right, whatever. Yeah. You can't even you know pack a sandwich if you want. Uh, I guess I didn't know that. Uh, pretty, like baseball games, you can do well, that. Well, baseball, yeah, it's just different, yeah, football, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mission Stadium is literally like nothing. Like, yeah, that doesn't mean game. people don't or whatever. Right. But um, I don't know if you yeah. want to sneak a sandwich in your pocket, though, or in your pants or something like that. It's <laughs> like the last food item you want to sneak in. But yeah. I'd be more concerned about the booze. Yeah, yes. flask or whatever. Well, sure, sure. Um, but all right, yeah. Anything else you guys wanted to add before we, we sign off here on our uh-huh. kind of our final? Yeah, certainly pre. Pre football game episode. For, Are we all predicting Ohio State wins on Saturday? Uh, you know, you. you <laughs> oh, no. You know, when you, dro- when you dropped it, that, that oh, you know, right, you right. have Michigan losing. We don't have to give a score. We can just say who oh, yeah. we're picking. You kind of gave, gave the deficit at least. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I yes, I was care. saving it for the for, for Ryan's video teasing it. I think you can kind of tell right. probably where we're all yeah. we're all leaning to a certain extent. If, but if, uh, if my Jeff is anything, if you saw that response, it's kind of. Spoil what I what I picked because it's right. pretty close there. So yes, we often have yeah. pretty uh, similar numbers or whatever. But uh, we've been doing well overall. I mean, if not hitting the exact you know scores as far as you know how many points, uh, how, you know the kind of over unders, if you will. Um, I guess if you were a, a betting man, um, you know, going by whether we took Michigan to you know cover or not, we've yeah. done well. We'd probably give people a few when they're a few dollars this year there you go with our picks all right well thanks for listening happy thanksgiving that concludes this episode of the wolverine confidential podcast